The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Brad Whisker? Yes, Andrew Gross. I had intended to uh, move topics, and I will, but we've gotten quite a bit of uh, engagement over on the taxi line about uh, memorabilia, and I don't know that you and I have ever had this conversation before, but for 10 years, I uh, I ran the Laughing for Cancer Benefit, which was a live comedy show, an auction for uh, the Alberta Cancer Foundation. So we sold hundreds and hundreds of uh, pieces of memorabilia. So over the years, I sort of became a little more informed on memorabilia. But it's interesting, the questions that people are asking. So as somebody asked, uh, well, okay, so if I just get an athlete to sign something, does that mean it's worthless? Because nowadays you have to have a, a certificate of authenticity. You really always had to have a certificate of authenticity. But if you go to a signing, um, say there's an athlete at West Edmonton Mall, and he's going to sit there and sign whatever, you can get a letter from the mall um, saying that they held a signing and you can take a picture of him signing the item him or her signing the item mm. you can then go to the uh, one of the agencies that issues coas and with that evidence they can issue you a certificate of authenticity it's a bit of a difficult process i've actually done it before because oftentimes we would go and get our own memorabilia and uh it'd be it, it is cumbersome uh, oftentimes we would get oilers to sign stuff and um then we would have to sell it at the next auction like a year later because it would take us time to get the certificate of authenticity. Sometimes signings can issue the certificate of authenticity right there. So they'll be set up to do it. So uh, oftentimes you can do it that way as well. Uh, somebody also asked, well, what about all these um, cards that I have? I've over the years gotten them signed by players. And uh, here's an odd reality about cards. You should really never get player cards signed because it actually brings the value of the card down ink on a card or mm-hmm. that is considered not in uh, pristine condition anymore. That happened to me, actually. Really? Yeah, I um, I got an authentic rookie card mm. of Daniel Alfredson when I was growing up in Ottawa, and he obviously went on to have a <laughs> great career, Yep. and I got it signed by him uh, after it was a meet-and-greet day kind of with the team that all the teams do, right? You go down, and they're at the mall or whatever. Yep. And I went to a, a shop to go and sell it, thinking, "All right, I'm gonna get a nice. Got to be little, worth a fortune. I'm yeah. gonna get a nice little payday out of this, sixty bucks." Yeah. And I asked him why, and it was exactly to your point. You've, despite the value of the card, you have now marked it with ink. Right. It doesn't have the same resell value. Correct. So that was the end of that adventure. I mean, yeah, a because quick you, sixty bucks. Right. The than, value of uh, memorabilia is determined by those who collect memorabilia. So those people who are interested in collecting cards, a rookie card, have no interest in that card being marked in any way whatsoever. So that's what determines the top value. It, it, signatures, autographs in general are a funny business. Think about this. If I'm in a restaurant and I see Wayne Gretzky and I say, uh, Mr. Gretzky, would you sign my napkin? And he signs Wayne Gretzky. Actually, he'll sign W. Gretzky. Yeah. how he autographs. So he'll sign that, right? Yep. Um, that napkin 
is worth nothing. If I happen to have a Gretzky jersey or a number nine that I could stitch onto a Gretzky jersey and I saw him in the restaurant and said, Mr. Gretzky, would you sign this for me? And he did. That's now worth uh, $990. So think about that. Same pen, same autograph, same athlete. It's really important what they sign. So oftentimes people will um, get pictures signed, cards signed, um, a book signed, all that kind of stuff. It's more about the item that got signed than the actual signature. It's important who it is, obviously. It's oh, important sure. how clear the signature is. Um, but that same signature with that same ink is worth a whole lot different money depending on what it goes on. I saw that happen recently. Uh, it would have been back in March. The LA Kings were in town. Mm. And I happened to go out for dinner that night. And Dion Phaneuf was there with his family. And um, people were walking up to him, and which is a whole other story. But it bothered mm -hmm. me that this guy is trying to eat with his family the mm -hmm. one time he gets to see them out of the, the next few months. Anyways, people are walking up with napkins, uh, yeah, they a piece of paper they, they had in their yeah. purse and tapping him on the shoulder. And, oh, Dion, can you, can you sign this? Can you sign this? And he's doing it graciously because mm -hmm. it's, he's, he doesn't want to be on the front page of the newspaper the next day. But I think a lot of those people have the thought that, oh, if I get him to sign this, I put this on eBay... Oh, man, I'm going to cash in. Mm. But you're really not. You're not. I mean, the thing with uh, cards, pucks, that sort of thing, where you see them on sale framed, right? So if they're uh, backed up by a certificate of authenticity, those certificates should be in an envelope and taped to the back. So when you see a framed item in a store, they either have them on file or they should be on the back, and, and they should stay with the item at all times. But... Oftentimes when, you know, we were trying to put together 45 or 50 items for an auction, we didn't have the luxury of getting everything done that way. So to be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever told this story on the air, but the easiest way for us to get Oilers pucks autographed is um, we would send them to a guy I knew in Vancouver, like a bag of pucks, and then he would hire kids um, to stand outside the arena because fewer people are bothering the Oilers as they leave the arena in Vancouver, and he, they would just get players to sign them, right? So, And oftentimes players, when they sign a puck, will put their number down as well, which is good, because a lot of times you can't tell whose signature this is, right? So the player would sign the puck and put their number on it. The My kid, this is like Oliver, uh, my kid would put it in a baggie with a note as to whose it was. And when they had collected enough the guy would mail them back to me, and I paid per puck. So it really didn't matter whose autograph I got. But then what I had to do with those pucks is I'd take them to somewhere like Riverbend Art and Frame and get them to frame 12 pucks uh, in a collection next to the cards that correspond to those autographs. So nothing certified, and I'm not saying... I know those signatures to be true, but I can't certify it. But those you're selling now as a, as a piece as opposed to a piece of memorabilia. Sounds like an absolutely exhausting process. It is. It took me all year long to put together every auction. And it's just one of those funny things. Like, you know, I, I know that when you get anything signed without a certificate of authenticity and take it in to be um, uh, valued, most people who evaluate this sort of thing will say, what's it worth to you? That's its value. You know, so the guy who texted, or guy or girl who texted and said, I have all these player cards, yeah, keep them. They're valuable to you because they're a memory of meeting that player and him signing the card. But they're, they have no sale value. I nearly dove into an online auction today. No word of a lie. And I know you're a huge uh, Sopranos fan. I am. 
And I thought you could say auction fan. They're holding a. They're getting rid of a whole bunch of memorabilia from the show, and I love that show no as way, much really? as you, yeah. And I started looking at the items, and Tony's this, Silvio's that, Paulie's this, Christopher's that. And I'm, I had to get off the website because I keep looking and go, oh, that's not a bad price. Really? Yeah. Where was this website? I just... <laughs> I mean, people are going to want to know. I, I just saw an article in the New York Post. I okay. was browsing for some... So just Google Sopranos uh, auction. Sopranos auction, yeah. And okay. Yeah. Well, since you bring it up, so yesterday we had quite a few listeners uh, text us, uh, oddly enough, to ask if we were going to say anything about Amazon Prime Day. That was yesterday. Right. So did you hear what happened? Yeah. Yeah. It got so a little busy. It, it got really busy. So the, the deal was yesterday was Amazon Prime, and they've done this in previous years, but it hasn't gotten itself a great reputation. It, the idea was they wanted to create a second Boxing Day or Black Friday or whatever they call those days. Cr- right? Christmas in July right, type right. deal, yeah. So they were trying to come up with another way to really spur online purchasing, and they came up with Amazon Prime Day. Um, but it has been disappointing in previous years that the savings have not been as good as people had hoped they would be. So Amazon promised this year going to be some great deals. And apparently they attracted enough people to crash their website. So apparently it crashed within minutes of opening and then was on and off all day long. And anybody who tried that uh, wasn't able to get through would get a picture of a dog instead saying, oops, something went wrong, which I guess frustrated a lot of customers. But at the end of the day, the numbers are not finalized yet, but Amazon says it was a record Amazon Prime Day. They hit their uh, targets and it was much uh, more successful in previous years. But uh, it always amazes me when something as big as Amazon crashes, you know, I'm not blaming anyone here, but I mean, how many people have to go to a site like Amazon to crash it? Yeah, you think the server would be as big as our building to handle that kind of traffic, right? Exactly. With, you know, 15 of those creepy IT guys, no offense, uh, 15 IT guys, I don't know why I added the word creepy, (laughs) just standing by each of those machines making sure that everything works. Uh, Geez, we're up against the break. I wanted to talk about the CRTC thing. And I know you wanted to talk about bathrooms. Let's take the break. We'll get that out of the way. <laughs> CRTC and bathrooms coming you know, up next. I'll t- and I'll tie those two together. Well, you know Brad Whisker. What's that, Andrew Gross? Do you know what I always say, right? Jalen no. and I always say this. What's that? Our listeners dictate where the show goes. They do. I'm trying to get on to bathrooms and CRTC, but we're (laughs) continuing to get a lot of texts on the text line about memorabilia. And again, I am not an expert on memorabilia, but I did deal in memorabilia, like I say, for a decade. uh, And I did take courses in memorabilia in order to understand values. And I also worked in auctions where I saw the values and and what people were prepared to pay for items. So some of the questions that we're getting... um, uh, page of signed cards. Okay, Trucker Dave says, my intentions were always just the memories. Perfect, Dave. Then they're uh, valuable to you. Uh, this question, I have an old page out of a hockey magazine that was signed by the whole Oilers team back in 1987 on a plane coming back from Toronto. Would it have any value or is it just an, a nice wall hanger? And I had already replied to Gordon Pigeon Lake, it's a nice wall hanger. So here's another thing about signatures, autographs. It's an oddity, um, but it's just a fact. If you have a jersey, um, first of all, when you get a jersey signed, jerseys are the best. When it comes to value, jerseys are the best. Um, And that's really any sport. Sometimes in football, footballs can be okay. 
Um, but generally speaking, jerseys are the best. You always want them to sign the back of the jersey for obvious reasons. Their name's on the back. Right. So that way it's easy to see who they are. When you do a team signing of a jersey, it's typically on the front because you don't want to have anyone's particular number or name bar on the back, right? So you'd have the Oilers crest with all the teams signed on it. That's less valuable than any one individual signing the back. And again, because that's just the nature of memorabilia. People who want... I mean, I saw a jersey one time. Good example. Who's Wayne Gretzky's dad? Um, Walter. Walter. So Wayne Gretzky and Walter Gretzky were doing a signing and they had both signed a jersey on the back. And we sold both those jerseys. We had one with just Wayne Gretzky's um, signature and one with Walter on it. Uh, the one with Walter's uh, went for a third of the price of the one with just Wayne. Right, because the collector just wants Wayne, he right? He just wants Wayne, right? So, um, you know, as famous as his dad is, that's not what the collector was looking for. Um, somebody asked, do you think there's a signature that would be worth a lot no matter what it's on? Yes. You'd have to take somebody um, historically uh, nefarious, like Adolf Hitler comes to mind. The reason being that there's enough known about that individual that there would be people who would be able to verify that that was indeed his signature, and therefore that would have value. So it wouldn't really matter what he signed. He's not an athlete. And really all my expertise, honestly, the, what little I have, is in sports memorabilia. For sure. But I do know that you know the rarity of the signature is also something that makes it more valuable. Now somebody else had said, um, I think it was their, no, my grandfather's a Hall of Famer NHLer in his entire life. He's ever only signed 10 cards uh, that he keeps in a safety deposit box. Other than that, he's never signed one hockey card. He's refused. And he's actually refused most autographs. We assume this has made the 10 uh, signed cards more valuable. It has, although, as I said earlier, ideally, cards are not a good thing to sign. But that's what happened to Wayne Gretzky, to Paul Coffey, to Mark Messier. There was a lot of famous Oilers who never said no. And as a result, their autograph is worth far less than it used to be because everybody already has it. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think um, Henderson. Uh, now, he for years sold the autograph picture of him scoring a goal uh, for Team Canada, and he limited carefully how many he would sign and when they would be sold. And typically he would do it for charity, um, but oftentimes he would sell them as well uh, for his own uh, purposes. But he was smart about that. Um, the Hulls are very smart. Um, there's certain players who've been very smart about it or they've been advised over the years, and their signatures become extremely tough to get. Um, a Gretzky jersey from St. Louis, autographed by Gretzky, is a real rarity. Now, keep it in mind, he played for Edmonton, Los Angeles, uh, New York, and St. Louis. But he played for St. Louis. Like, I don't even think he unpacked his suitcase. So he wasn't there long. And as rumor has it, he wasn't happy there. So he won't sign a St. Louis jersey. So if you want a St. Louis uh, signed Gretzky jersey, you have to find a jersey that was signed when he was in St. Louis and was prepared to sign a St. Louis jersey. So there's a rare item for you if you're looking for it. I wonder what it would be like if you could have him signing an Indianapolis Racers jersey. Mm, interesting. From 78-79 before right. Edmonton got the franchise. See, I, I rolled the dice a little bit on Connor McDavid because... Uh, and I've told Reed that, you know, I was in the parking lot in, like, Banff somewhere waiting to go in and do a show. I know it was in southern Alberta when we got the first round draft pick. 
and we all were told it's going to be Connor McDavid. So I went online and bought an Erie Otter jersey of his <laughs> yeah. autographed that day. So I bought it for, I believe, $45, so plus shipping. So now most people would prefer to have an Edmonton Oilers jersey, but I keep that jersey and down the road, that jersey could be worth quite a bit because that's going to be a very rare jersey. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's framed in my house right now, and I'm not sure that I would want to part with it either, but I just wanted to get it. See, that's the other thing. When you get something like that, do you ever want to give it away? There's the part of having that signed piece of memorabilia. Yeah. But yeah, you could, you know, make whatever amount of money you would make. Yeah, off of I mean, it, some people deal in it, right? And that's totally cool. If it weren't for those people, there's people who deal in memorabilia for profit, which is great. There's those who organize signings, which is great. And and you know, then there's guys like me. Like I don't have a whole extensive collection, but I have a Semenko jersey that I love. I loved Semenko. I thought he was a great player, like great to watch, not necessarily Hall of Fame, you know, but I have his jersey down in the basement. I've got uh, Mike Riley's jersey down in the basement. Um, that's about it, I think. I might have one or two card collections. and Oh, I've got a puck coll- collection from the uh, Oilers. I also have a burglar alarm. I have a puck collection from the Oilers the year they went to Game 7 in the Stanley Cup the last time. Oh, right on. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Which is cool again because, you know, the pucks are all autographed. There's no certificate of authenticity with them. I know them to be legitimate, but I have no intention of reselling that piece anyways. I'm just sitting here trying to think of what one piece of memorabilia. If I had an extreme amount of cash that I could possess for myself, I'm trying to think whose autograph I would want. Not necessarily in sports. This could be from entertainment. Well, here's where the rub comes in, Brad. Elvis Presley, uh, Cassius Clay. These are individuals whose autograph would be worth a fortune, except they predate certificates of authenticity. So the problem becomes verifying those signatures to be true. Sure. Could you just imagine if you had a boxing glove signed by Cassius Clay? Not Muhammad Ali. Right. But before he became professional? If you Google that, you'll find somebody selling that. And and I I would... I don't want to hurt anyone's business, but if they're selling it with a certificate of authenticity, I would call BS on that because there were no certificates of authenticity then. I mean, they could have gotten it certified since, but I doubt it. I think I'm just dreaming more or less. Like if I was around at that time and I had it in my possession, not even speaking to resale value, to keep, that's Mm -hmm. what we were talking about, is something that if I had that, would I ever let it go despite it being even if it could be a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like that person that caught Mark McGuire's home run ball yes. when he broke Roger Maris's home run record, that went for like, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was about $1.2 million for a baseball. That's right. And uh, I'll tell you another thing funny, and then we'll take Wes's call here and then take our break. Another thing that's sort of funny about uh, memorabilia is its value does not always go up as you would suggest it would. That ball, you will not get that money for that ball, but you get that money a week after that ball gets caught. It's at its peak value then. It'll go down from there. Uh, It may bump if the athlete dies or if something else happens. It may bump, but eventually it becomes just a baseball. Uh, Wes, I'm sorry, I used up a lot of our time, but go ahead. Question. Yeah. Back in, oh gosh, uh, I don't know, 1983 or four or whatever, uh, we won a trip from 6.30 Chad to John Mellencamp's Lonesome Jubilee concert here in Edmonton, and they flew to Vancouver. A part of the prize package, besides the CDs and that, was a uh, signed coat. Nice. Lonesome been worn. 
Uh, just wondering your take on We've never, never even thought to sell it, but what's your take on that? It's a signed original code given to us by um, not John Mellencamp himself, but there. Yeah, but it was signed by him. So it really is helpful that it went through a media outlet because hopefully you can find somebody over here to verify that that contest took took place if you happen to get a picture of you accepting the coat or putting the coat on that could be dated that will help as well you don't need to get a certificate of authenticity you just have to convince a buyer that it's legit yeah i don't i don't think i've I've got a picture i mean it's that's many years ago but um i yeah i mean i think it would be easy to uh well, Mellencamp's still alive, so he's still signing stuff. So it, you yeah. can go through the process of getting it certified, even though it wasn't certified at the time. I mean, it's a it's an interesting piece of memorabilia. I, I like that, framed up nicely, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, with maybe an album cover and a picture or something like that. That would be a very nice piece. So who would be able to, uh, I guess, um, authenticate his signature? I guess that would be probably the first thing we'd need to do, and, and uh, what do you suggest? Actually? Yeah, go online. There's a company in California that does it. Uh, the name just escapes me at the moment because it's been a few years. But if you call any local memorabilia store, they'll be able to put you onto the name. And uh, okay. they may need to see the coat. They may need to just see pictures, but they can get it authenticated for you. Cool. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, no worries, uh, Wes. Take thanks care. for uh, calling. Uh, I'm a little late on a break. I apologize. Let's do it right now. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.